0: Hello and welcome to Voices of Blue Scope, where we meet the people who work behind the scenes of Blue Scope to create strength every day. I'm your host, Martin Feld. Thank you for joining us. In today's episode, we're going to explore a lesser known part of our Port Kembla Steelworks the Skin Pass Mill. Fitting into the complex manufacturing chain, the mill enhances the product surface finish and improves its mechanical performance. We had the chance to speak with Mick Cecil, Kate McGlue and Stephen Smith, who all work in and around the Skin Pass Mill, albeit in very different roles. They share their own history and experience and why the facility is an important part of the steelmaking process. First of all, we meet Mick, an operator in the Hot Mills Department in manufacturing. He explains the purpose of the Skin Pass Mill and shares a personal story. We're sitting here with Mick in a control room at the Skin Pass Mill. How are you today, Mick? Yeah, good, thanks. Can you give us a bit of context about where we are and what role this control room plays at the Skin Pass Mill?
1: Yeah, so we're uh, in H-C-P-D, commonly known as K-K-A building. Uh, Coils come from the hot strip mill over to us. Um, We then have some coils that require either going through a bypass situation where they um, go through, get restrapped for customers' needs, or they come through the skim pass to get reshaped, Um, yeah, uh, flattened for the customers' needs. So what's important about the flattening? So flattening is a lot of, you know, obviously customers, um, the coils come over quite often with either a bit of edge wave or what we call centre buckle. Um, and we'll get rid of that and, and flatten it out so that the customer can do what they need to do with it once it uh, gets to their end. Can you give a bit
0: of an idea visually? Describe what are we looking at at the moment? What sort of machinery is outside?
1: We have um, a mandrel at one end where the coil gets loaded on, onto the mandrel, pushed up through a set of rolls. Um, as it goes through those rolls, they, they are set to a certain thickness, and as they go through those rolls, those rolls can then be adjusted to get the correct flatness and shape, which goes back onto another mandrel at the other end, re-rolled and sent through. What is your role here in the control room overseeing this process? What we need to do here is monitor it as it goes through to ensure that everything's going as per schedule and as it should. Um, without any hiccups, um, got to keep an eye on the product and make sure we don't get any any faults. How long have you been working in this
0: particular area and what, what
1: brought you here? So I've been in HCPD now for 22 years, um, but actually on the skim pass meal for, or oh, I'd say approximately 10 years of that. Um, and yeah. how's that been? What sort of things have you learnt or challenges have come up along the way? It's very different to other parts of this this department uh, it's a little bit more a touch more complex um, compared to driving a ram truck or a or a crane a hard job in a hard job in the way of um shift work shift work's always difficult especially 12 hours Um, but it's it's in this department especially it's clean it's um yeah and it's run well It's, it's i get a lot of i get a lot of pressure out of it anyway
0: what's one of the greatest things that you've learned Working in an industry like this,
1: I guess the people, the process, all of that—the logistical side of how a product comes from, yeah, you know, a lump of dirt through to a, 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 you know, a rolled or, or flattened piece of steel—is, um, yeah, quite amazing, really. A lot of, a lot of engineering, a lot of accomplishment in, uh, yeah, seeing the product get out the door. Yeah, it's good. Looking at the machinery here, are there particular safety
0: considerations that you have to think about?
1: There's a, there's a lot of safety, obviously there's a lot of moving parts, there's a lot of pressure points, there's a lot of electrical, um, you know, safety, safety is, is, is obviously big. Um, and the improvements in, in safety around the blue scope in the last 22 years, of it, you know, is. Um, yeah, it, it, it's huge. It's huge, and it's all for the better. When, you, when you're working with, you know, up to up to thirty ton of steel, and it's getting dragged around with cranes and, and forklifts and ram trucks, and you know, it, it it has to be there. It's it's paramount.
0: Now I noticed that you have quite an impressive beard.
1: <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us? Have you always sported this, or is it a recent development? Yeah, no, it's, it's um. I actually have a brother-in-law pass away of breast cancer uh, a few years ago and um myself and another gentleman who doesn't he used to work here and doesn't anymore um, we decided to not cut our hair or have a shave for 12 months Um, and then at the end of that 12 months um, obviously have it shaved and raise some money that 12 months has now turned into 14 months because of COVID regulations um, and what we're going to do and where we're going to have it Um, so i have four weeks to go and uh, I can finally get it removed and raise some some good money for for a good cause.
0: Next, we speak with Kate, an engineering cadet. She shares her own experience working around the Skin Pass Mill and in other departments as a part of her rotation. So we're standing here outside the Skin Pass Mill at the Port Kembler Steelworks with Kate McGlue. How are you, Kate?
2: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: Very well. Can you give us a bit of context about who you are and what your role is here at the Port Kembler Steelworks?
2: I am a Blue Scope Cadet and that means they move me to different departments every year. And this year for 2020, I have been placed at HCPD which is hot coil processing and dispatch.
0: What happens at hot coil processing and dispatch for the uninitiated?
2: We get all of the hot coils that come out of the hot strip mill, and they get sent to all different areas. Some of them will go to the skin pass mill for skin passing or recoiling. Some will go to our other processing lines, such as the slitter line or the coil plate lines, and others just get dispatched.
0: We can see a vehicle backing into the mill now. What is it doing?
2: This is what we call a tug. So what it does is it transports hot coils from this building into, it could be into the next building or it could be into our processing lines. Some of them also go out to the berth, so if they're going to get exported on ships.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about your cadetship experience at Blue Scope and what brought you here?
2: Before I started at the uni, I didn't even know that the cadetship program existed. It wasn't until I saw other cadets that I was like, oh, what's that? And so I joined in my third year of uni and I've loved the experience, it's great. I'm in my third rotation now and I've enjoyed every department and the people are great as well. From my first to my second year, that was the big shift because I went from a lab role to an on-plant role and it was just... So different but it was amazing and I just had to kind of come to terms with plant is so much more different and you just gotta respect everything on plant because things can hurt you but so long as you have good safety you know initiatives.
0: What are some of the safety measures that you have to be careful of in a place like this that we're looking at right now, the skin Pass mill?
2: Definitely like as soon as you walk in the building you, you look up and you check that you've got to check where the crane is. So you never want to walk under the crane if it has a load on it. You also don't want to walk past any rows that they're putting a coil into in case they roll and move. For the skin pass mill, not a lot can kind of hurt you if you're walking around it. It's just a very loud mill. So you'll definitely want to be wearing hearing protection.
0: Some people might be, when you say a crane, they might be thinking about the sort of crane they would see on a construction site. What's different about this crane and the setup and how it rolls? in a warehouse like this.
2: So these cranes, they're bridge and gantry cranes. So they run on rails at the top of the building and they travel overhead and they can carry a lot. (laughs) So our coils can weigh 20 tons or more. And yeah, it's a bit scary when you see that go over you sometimes.
0: What is it that you love about engineering? What is it about the field that attracted you to it?
2: I've always kind of wanted to do engineering. I always like knowing how things how things are made or why things behave in a certain way. So that kind of led me to mechanical engineering. And then after I started uni, I found that materials engineering was also really interesting. So I'm actually a materials and mechanical engineer now. Mechanical engineering is a lot of how things move and how things behave. Whereas materials engineering is like how steel is made or like polymers or rubbers, whatever kind of material you can imagine it's it's how it's created or how it behaves
0: what is it that you see yourself doing in the future here at blue scope or within engineering broadly
2: there's a lot of different roles i could go into Uh, there's operations engineering roles they sound really really cool and interesting there's team leaders roles they would also be really cool i really like working with people so being in more of a management role i think would be really cool Um, But I still know that there's a lot that I have to learn before I get to that point.
0: Last, we meet Stephen, a team leader in Hot Mills, who gives further context for the Skin Pass Mills role in the steelmaking process and an overview of his history with the company. Thanks so much for talking to us. Can you tell us a little bit about your role and what you do here at the Port Campbell Steelworks?
3: Uh, yeah, sure. I'm the dispatch supervisor at um, HCPD. I look after the crew that's, that's running on the particular shift on A crew. Basically, look after everything from the coils coming from the hot strip mill up into our building to when they're dispatched out to the customer. The skin pass mill, from what I understand, plays a very
0: important role in enhancing the product for customers. It's about flattening and so forth. Can you tell us a bit more about the process that surrounds the Skin Pass Mill? What happens before and after and how it
3: fits into the process? What's going on? If the customer requires coils to have some extra um, things done to it that the hot strip mill can't provide, um, like the strip needs to be extra flat, or um, it needs a head end or tail end squared, or it's got an issue with telescope or something like that, then we can rectify that on the Skin Pass Mill. Um, we can also add extra straps, label it, and also if they require a test piece taken, we do that on, on the skim parcel as well. Have you always worked in this particular sort of area? What, can you tell us a bit
0: about your experience um, working here?
3: Yeah, I started with a Blue Scope in 93 at the foundry and then I was there till the foundry closed in 2000 and then I um, came here. Was that a big shift? Very big shift because Um, I started as a cadet at the foundry and then became a metal melting supervisor there. So all my knowledge about the steelworks was based on casting, melting metal and um, moulds and all that. So um, when I came here I didn't really know what coils were and where they came from and how a coil was made. So it was a big learning curve and it was funny coming here. When, we went, when they took me for a tour down the end where the coils come up and they were saying, oh, this is the really hot section and it's, it's not that pleasant and it's really hot. And I'd just come from, from um, a metal melting furnace and I was standing here going, well, "If this is the hottest section of the building. It's looking pretty good place to work. You mentioned that you did a cadetship that was in? Metallurgy. Can you tell us a bit about metallurgy? It's quite a broad field. Um, uh, when I did the TAFE course, it, it involved everything from... Um, Um, the different phases of of metals and heat treatments, um, refractories as well was involved, and a bit of um, ceramics and plastics as well came under that umbrella. Yeah, everything and anything to do with metal and its properties and and, uh, we even did some welding and so yeah, covered a lot. The thing that sticks out to me anywhere along the chain, anywhere
0: along the process in the Steelworks is how interconnected and complex everything is. So even though you made that shift, did you find that having that metallurgical background gave you an edge or
3: important knowledge or skills even when you had to move somewhere else? Yeah, it just, it just tapped into a different field. So when I was doing the cadetship, I was focused on foundry, which was chemical compositions of the metal, what I needed to add to the metal or get out to get the spec right for the customer and that grade, um, whereas here it was more on the finished product, so looking at defects in strip and looking at what happened after the steel had been created as opposed to creating the steel or the iron. So yeah, it just, just made me branch out to a different area of what I'd studied at TAFE. It's always different, even though it's probably seen as a production line in terms of coils come in one end and go out the other. Once you're involved in the department and the processes, there's always something different happening and some problem that you've got to get your head around and resolve, so yeah, it's not it's not a boring production line as a lot of people would think a production line is. A lot of people see HCPD as just a warehouse or a storage area for coils, and we're a lot more than that. Um, we've got to get the coils in to the building and then we need to get them out, we need to have them processed, ready for the customer and get them out within a certain time. That time frame's either because the customer wants it by a particular time or um, because we just haven't got the room to store product for long periods of time. So we have to continually keep it flowing out the building because we can go from full to empty in a very short space of time and we can go from empty to full in a very short space of time. So we always have to be planning ahead and looking at our options for how we keep that flow going.
0: A lot of people would hear the word coil thrown around. Yeah. What is a coil in the context of
3: steel making? What, what what are we seeing at the hot strip mill? They have a slab, and that goes through their process where they thin it down into a strip that can be anywhere from 1.8 two millimetre thick up to 12 to 16 millimetres thick, and that then because they reduce the thickness of the slab, it becomes quite long. For a, we do up to 28, 30 tonne coil, and if you unwound that, um, you could end up with a kilometre long worth of strip. So to make that practical storage wise, you coil it up, as in wind it up into a coil, and then it becomes a, a round coil, Um, It has a hole in the centre so that we can pick it up and transport it. Like I said, the heaviest we do is 28 to 30 tonne. And then on the skim pass mill, we'll uncoil it to finesse the strip, get it flatter, get it into spec, whether that's because of telescope or staggered wraps or whatever we need to do it. And then we coil it back up into what is hopefully a better looking coil and then send it on its way to its various other processes and customers. When they come to us from the hot strip mill, they can be still up to about 400 degrees and we store them in our bays because they can't, for us to recoil them on the skim pass mill, they have to be at about 45 degrees, can't be hotter, because that, if you recoil it over 45, that in turn puts defects in the strip. So we've got to cool them down to 45 degrees, that can take three days and we try and help that cooling process a bit with some big fans at the end of each bay to get fresh air blowing through and we can get it down to two two and a half days and then we can process it on the skin pass that
0: concludes our episode about port kembler's skin pass mill thank you to mick kate and stephen for sharing their stories with us to learn more about bluescope's people and global operations make sure to visit bluescope.com Follow BlueScope on LinkedIn or subscribe to at BlueScope on Twitter. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Voices of BlueScope. Stay tuned for more.